everybody to Brian time coming in on your morning commute welcome everybody <laughs> pickle report coming at you hey how's it going jeremiah <laughs> you sound dandy at 6 15 in the morning woo, woo, woo. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> out there getting butt slammed <laughs> from family guy randall's never seen family guy Oh, we're just dropping the voices like that. <laughs> All right. It took me an hour to get talking like this, and it will not stop. What are you talking about? Okay. Hey, right. this is Brian Time, everybody. That was fun. My name is Jay. I want to be a morning drive time radio guy. I know you do. When I was... Uh, With that shirt? Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> when I was uh, in New York, I was listening to one station that just constantly kept playing commercials for the fact that the... Morning Drive Time Show, the Free Beer and Hot Wings Show. Those are the names of the guys. One oh. guy's name was Free Beer. The other guy's name was Hot Wings. Jeez. Uh, had moved up the dial to 105.7 from 103.2. So if you're looking for us, we're not here. Uh, and we're it was out just getting a, hot wings and beer. It, it made me wonder how much money they must have had to pay on their old channel to like basically put a commercial on there to say, hey, you remember this channel you like listening to? Well, listen to this other one that we right. moved to because we don't like them yeah. anymore. But, yeah, Free Beer and Hot Wings. Shout out to the Free Beer and Hot Wings show, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So that was that was where my morning drive time came okay. from. Sorry. That's awesome. No, I love I the morning to... drive. It's fun. It's great. Uh, well, you know, you're back from New York. I'm back here. Cooperstown. You're yeah, here we've got the, the band back together. Yeah. Thanks for holding it down, Joe Simons. Yeah, Joe Simons did a great job. Trying to take my job. Take me, job. Uh, we could say that. Yeah. I could say that. Take my jab. All right. Uh, you did it. I did say it. It's on me. That was Jake saying that. Uh, <laughs> so how's our pickles going? Uh, uh all hope is lost. All it's, hope is lost. It's over, The Titanic, man. we've hit the, we've hit the glacier? Yep. You're calling it. Yep. Okay, let me see. Yeah. As of this recording, we have Well, they're playing one, right now, two, Monday. I know, let's, let's. Set that aside because they are okay. losing currently, but we don't know. They might win. So they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games left. Total. Twelve games total. They are currently in third place in the South. They are basically one game behind the second place team. The second, I, which I believe is uh, Cowlitz. Four games behind, and then Corvallis. they are unfortunately four games against the team that already won the first. Yeah. So it's not looking great. But oh, they're coming back. They're only down by a run. It's four to five, bottom of eight in Wenatchee. In Wenatchee, it would be very nice to get this win. But they've lost the other ones. So and they they lost two yeah. out of three. So starting three. at last week, they lost at home against Corvallis in a very tough game, two nothing in twelve innings. That was a which was I an s- amazing pitchers duel. So good. 
the 25th, they lost in Corvallis. It was a home away home, and the away they lost by a run or two, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then the 26th, the home game, they won with yeah, that was back the- to back to back homers. See, uh, chairs were flying out there. But then, unfortunately, after that great win, they went in right into Wenatchee and lost on the 27th. They lost on the 28th, and on this recording on the 29th, they're currently losing. So, hit the skids in this last six games. On the schneid again. On the schneid again. Just when you thought they were off the schneid. Lost two out of three at Corvallis and, and potentially could get swept by Wenatchee if this game ends in its current score. So, they not great. Had a good run going there. Had for a, a great minute. run, man. It was exciting. The Corvallis series, especially that first one, it was a pitcher's duel. Brad McVeigh came out in his in his start and uh, you know held, I think, another five scoreless innings. Yeah, just again adding to those strikeouts. I think he had five or six strikeouts in his five innings. So you know, fifteen or so strikeouts in the last two starts for Brad. With a you know, I think he let in one run over ten innings or something like that. Pitching staff did great. I mean, you know, it's tough. It's tough, you know, if you can't score any runs in a game, it's tough to win. You know, you can't do it. So, eventually someone had to break, and unfortunately lost. And that's kind of a heartbreaker, having to go on the road and play immediately the next day. Yeah. Well, and Wenatchee, Wenatchee is 11-6. and six. So, they're good. They're, they could they're a good team. Pull off the second half in the, yeah. so, in the uh, you know, north. In the north. north. So, hey, but who knows? Who Sports knows? are strange. Things I think we happen. Got, we got Injuries spoiled. happen. We got yeah, we got spoiled last year, and this year they were on a great tear, and they could still close it out real strong. You know, starting today, maybe get this comeback. Starting tomorrow, they got a home, three game home stretch: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So yeah, you know, against Walla Walla. Yeah, who was amazing in the first half and is not in the second half. Right. So. They're, they are hopefully, five and eight so far. Hopefully, in the get a sweep half. there at home. You know, stranger things have happened. So that's that. That was the pickle report. You know, we shouldn't sound so dour. Well, we're bummed. We're fans. We're bummed. We love when our team wins, but we're still with them when they lose because we're real fans. I put three different pickle stickers on my bike helmet this weekend. Did you? Yeah, man. That's I am pretty- rep. I'm repping hard. You got that West Coast League one got on there? Got the West Coast League. I got base, uh, future baseball night, and I got the uh, – it's like a blue and white one they gave out. Like, dill is blue, and then the background is white. Very fresh okay. looking. I don't think I have that one. I have all the other ones. Yeah. I have – in my office, I have the team photo, the future baseball night sticker. Okay. Just, like, stuck to the wall above that, and then the Alan Miller baseball card on top of that. I'm, I'm, yeah, so can I can't. Put, I could. I could me. put a couple of the baseball cards in my wheels and there just still pretend I'm 12. Yeah, you know, that'd be another aspect of your life where you're still pretending you're 12. Yes. Yeah. Which aspects are we talking about? <laughs> That's the pickle report, folks. Go pickles. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, we're good. Time now for Pickle of the Week. Jeremiah, we had a real good one this week. I'm very pumped on your choice. 
tip of the ca- tip of the cap just to you for choosing, which is an obvious choice. But who do we got this week? Davis Delorfis. Davis, 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 Delorfis, Delorfis, Delorfis. That was probably my favorite moment of the whole summer. Our link, our link. Uh, yes. Mind meld, mind meld, mind meld, mind meld. All Since those summers of improv, improv together, class, we finally hit it. One time in a <laughs> complete summer, we did one thing that people liked. Oh, boy. Davis Delorfis has come back to the team. Uh, he'll be going to University of Washington coming up uh, in the fall. So that's exciting for him. I don't know where. I think he was at like a JUCO before. I think so. And, yeah, he's done really well so far. He's hitting 344, which is <laughs> the best batting average we have. And, yeah, the guy, he's just clutch, too. Yeah. I mean, he gets the hits when we need him. He's grown himself a red beard. The beard is, great. is the beard is clutch. I've I like. I've gotten several ovations, which has been fun to just be like, "Hey, you know, I'm glad he's back." But let's have a hand for Davis Delorfus's beard. Totally. What? What did he go through puberty last summer? Did you say that on there? Yeah. Nice. He did. And it gets a laugh. He just turns and around and stares at you. Yeah, and then he's just like caught me in the parking lot. He's, he's like, like, "You ever say that shit you again? You say that again, buddy? I'll kill you. I'll shave your beard. Yeah. An Amish assassination right there." Is that how it? Yeah, they come and clip your beard, and that's the ultimate sign of disrespect in the yeah, Amish community. Totally oh yeah, you. yeah, you're done. Is that real? That's totally 100 percent real. Right no, no, no. Kinda I don't think Davis is gonna do that because Davis has access to baseball bats, but yeah, he he doesn't need scissors, man. Either way, Davis Delorfus pickle of the Glad week. Glad to have you back, man. I mean, yeah, dude, we were you. You're. It's nice. I like the con- the holdover. I like when players continue, you know? Doesn't happen very often. Doesn't happen very often, but, you know, I like seeing McVay again this season. You know, it's nice. Yeah. But he's, uh, yeah, Double D has been absolutely destroying it at the plate. It's always nice to uh, watch him go up because you have confidence that, you know, he's generally going to do something good for the team. So very exciting stuff, and he's been a great midseason addition. I think he was – when I think of the guys who have really jump-started the offense since joining the team late, he's definitely one of the top two or three guys. Very, like, yeah. you know, very just exciting to add that that punch of power and juice to a lineup where it was struggling a bit before. So. Well, and not leaving ducks on the pond. I mean, yeah, he's got seven RBIs, 11 hits, and 32 at-bats. I mean, yep. that's nice. pretty good. Doing his thing. Getting him, getting him in, yeah. which is what we need. All right, well, tip, tip of the, the cap. cap. Davis Delorfus, do you want to do the honors of cracking this? Or you want me to do it? I'm pretty excited about okay. it. Okay, so our good friend, David Shenson. I don't know how good of a friend he is. He keeps giving us terrible pictures. We don't know. We haven't touched this ah, yet. You're, ah, you're I don't right. want to throw him under right. the bus yet. So Dave, uh, David Shenson of uh, the wormhole fame. The worm-up circle. Is what they're calling it now. The worm up circle. Worm up circle, because they are sponsored basically at this point by Trolley. Trolley, yeah. Trolley, Trolley. Yeah. Uh, all the gummies, and they're the family. If you ever see on the pickles warm up deck, there's a family there in that the on deck the, circle. The on yeah. deck circle, they uh, they give them tons of different gummies as good luck. So he was kind enough to give us uh, old South sweet pickled watermelon rind. So, uh, you know, here's a little watermelon rind. Tangy, delectable, and diverse. Our specialty since 1947. A perfect accompaniment for beef, pork, fish, and poultry dishes. Oh, yeah. Which none of we have. Randall, we have no- go get us some go chicken. Go get us some chicken chops. 
Chicken chops. Chicken chops. You know, that nice seared chicken chops. As a vegetarian of 11 years, I've forgotten what meat comes in anymore. Uh, Chicken chops, you know. Chicken chops. Hey, come on, man. It adds zest, tuna salad, sauces or dressings, or can be cubed and wrapped in bacon. This is all meat. Or can be cubed and wrapped in bacon. So delicious, the last cookbook published in the U.S. contained a recipe... The first cookbook. God, that would be weird if it was a lot. The first cookbook. Yeah, how would they know? Yeah. What the last cookbook? This was? is made in Alma, Arkansas. Yeah, I don't right. know if this was um, a pilgrimage. Where yeah, well, I'd, I'd love to trip. ask where he got it. I think he brought it. it from somewhere. Just for oh, us. Just the. It's been in, it's been sitting in my fridge. Whoa. Okay. It's got a heavy. It's got uh, kind of pungent. a. And it's look at the. It looks gelatinous. Yeah, it's very. I'd say it's a jelly in it's, that they're in, not so much a juice. Randall, come on, baby, you're in oh, this to win this. Ooh. Chair, take a fork. Ooh, it is. It's pungent, man. It is. It comes out of the can. But it's got like a sweetness to it. It smells. I'm nervous. This is the one. Like, and since the pickled eggs, this is the one I'm most nervous for, dude. I don't know. This is creeping me out. The jelly. It looks like a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! It is. It looks like a sea anemone, dude. Anemone. 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 All right, pass that bad boy around. Anemone. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that is like uh, translucent. Through. Yeah, it is. It's okay. Wow. Oh, but stiff. Yeah. So it doesn't. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, it's not like jiggly or anything. You can see that it used to be watermelon. All right. So it's just like the white part of oh, a watermelon. So it's not. Rind. I was thinking the out, like with the stripes. Like, no. That's what I thought the rind was. No, that's the skin. When does the skin become the rind, though, well, bro? Right here. All right. Pickles up. Cheers. One, two, three. That is like. Oh, I like it. So sweet. It tastes. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. No way. No way. <laughs> it's strong. Ugh. What's the lowest rating? Uh, like uh, T-ball, bro. Yeah, I would say T-ball. Ugh. Well, no, There's T-ball. things I like about it. I think... I don't How think are you so quick to judge that? It I was don't think immediately it's meant- awful. No. <laughs> it tastes... Ugh. Do you know what it tastes like to me? It tastes like apple pie filling. It does, but not apple pie. Well, that's why you're supposed to mix it with something. It's not meant to just be eaten out right. of the Right, when jar. I was reading that, it was just like... You have to oh, have this with yeah. meat. <laughs> Put bacon in this if you want it to be good. Wow. Yes, as an accompaniment, yeah. uh, as like yeah. a side piece, a little, like a little side piece, a yeah. little side piece. Yeah, bro, on its own. Tuna salad. I'm telling you right now, listeners, virgin watermelon rind, not the jam. Virgin. Like just yeah. on its own. Ugh. Innocent rind. That is a uh, movie title. Yeah, I do not hate it. So what's your rating? Bro, I would never touch that again, I don't think. Really? It was, I, I, I feel queasy right now. I do not like it. If it. Well, yeah, but I don't eat meat. It is great remember, on a tofu salad. Okay, remember the pickled eggs. At least they were eggs, bro. Dude, but they were sandy they were bad in the too. middle. Yeah. They were sandy? I mean, yeah, when you, yeah, grindy, like, ugh. I would say I would call this like a single A. I wouldn't say T ball. I w- I wouldn't. I'm not saying I would never eat it again. Yeah, give Randall a microphone for this segment. Okay, I'm gonna. I would rate this one a single A, just based on the fact 
that I can see how it would be good with something else. That would go good in like yeah. an like an apple chicken chicken apple salad. Yeah. Something like that. Or like Ugh. bacon. Do you remember like that you bacon? That, you ever go to like uh, <laughs> I'm a vegetarian too, but Brazilian I can still figure it out. And they give you those, yeah. those chicken cutlet wrapped in bacon. Yeah. That's really good with pineapple. That also kind of sounds good. You know what? Maybe. Just maybe. How does that sound gross? Small small chunks on a pizza. Oh yeah, with the cheese. <laughs> All right, Jake back is to Jake. very aggressive about this. But he here's doesn't the thing. like it. Here's the thing. It's it's the it's like it's the worst because it's you don't get eat like I don't like the um texture and I don't like the flavor. It's very slimy. Yeah, I yeah. I feel like the texture was it it was like apples from an apple pie. Okay, bro. It was like fruit the that apple been it loses the apple analogy as soon as you say anything else about it cuz it's not apple like at all. I'm done with this thing. I am done with this podcast after to- this. I am done with pickles. <laughs> I can't handle this. You need to calm down. Ugh. I feel, Hold him down, Randall. I do feel Give que- him some more. I feel queasy. All right. Well, do you need to take a break? No, I'm drinking this this delicious Kroger seltzer raspberry water. Shout out to Kroger. Shout out, yeah, big sponsor, Kroger. The Kroger, Kroger Corporation. You're so you're, what do you, you, okay, let's final grades. I'd say single A. Like, it's not good. Randall is single A. I'll translate for you. For prospect alone. I will go out on (laughs) This is the girl in the overalls and glasses, okay, of pickled products. She's all that. This is the she's all that. that Yes, it's definitely the pre. I will tell you what. I'm telling you. I have two uh, seasons of doing this, almost two full seasons. Yeah. That is not the worst thing we've eaten. The pickled egg is for you? And there was a couple of The gummy. The gummy was was rough. The pickled eggs. There was... uh, some barbecue pickles. Yeah, those were nasty. Point. Bro, do you understand what we're doing for these people? We're out here research and development. Yeah. Mostly just research because we're clearly not going to develop anything. Well, there but... are people making pickles at yeah. an experimental level, and we're eating them. The fact that this is from 1947, <laughs> I don't know what people in Arkansas, Alma, well, Alma, Arkansas, or what was it, these... Alma, Alabama? Arma, Arkansas. Not to be, I don't know what the word is, but those people eat pigs' feet, Jake. Yeah. Like, are you surprised? The South in the South, yeah. Well, maybe this is like a maybe this is like a Southern delicacy or like some type of Southern. I mean, obviously it's a Southern thing. Yeah. I don't (sighs) think it's. I I don't want to eat any more of it, but I don't think it's the grossest thing we've eaten yet. It's T-ball for me. Sorry, David Shenson. <laughs> yeah, Randall doesn't want him in his house if that says anything. All right, I'll take okay. him home. Well, well, tip of the cap, Double D. Uh, I put my cap on and stapling it to my head for this pickle. It's never you. coming off. Thank you, David Shinson, Thank for you, the David wonderful Shinson. gift. You're a sweet, sweet man. I'm, hallu- I'm the one who said. I am hallucinating right hallucinating? now. <laughs> I am hallucinating Jake's from these awful, uh, these pickles are so gross. It was pretty, it was not it's not delicious. We're going to bring these back so David Shenson can try it because he hadn't tried these before. I want to put them on a pizza. You sound like Forrest Gump all of a sudden. Jenna said, you got to p- p- put them on a rand on a pizza. Jedi. 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 All right, well, pizza. go Pickles. You might be in trouble. Oh!
Hey, welcome to Inside the Jar. Gonna sit down here with Caleb Jones, color commentator of the Portland Pickles. And uh, video camera operator. He's that's, a dual threat. That's yeah, right, that's threat. right. No, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, welcome, dude. He, You're like the silent killer in that booth, dude. I'm uh, I'm definitely not the brain, so I'm glad I'm something up there. You're, <laughs> you, uh, you operate with, like, stealth. It's like when it's your time to shine, you do it. But before that, you're just like chilling. I was surprised yeah. to hear him talk so freely. I was like, yeah. he's got to wait for Judah Newby to stop talking, right. <laughs> or he'll get hit. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Judah. Judah clap the lash hard now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I uh, I feel in when I need to. You know, I kind of yeah. Try, really try and pick pick and choose my battles up there a little That's, bit. You know. You know. I you're tried a pugilist, to do, dude. That's right. I tried to do an inning with Judah, and it's. It was, I mean, there was a lot going on, but it's it's hard. Like you, there's not you can't just talk whenever you want to. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. I don't tough. really care. The game is second or third, in my opinion. When I'm on, <laughs> I'm just like I'm just trying to break Judah as many times as possible. My whole goal is to make him laugh. I don't care. I'm just like whatever. <laughs> I'll be- steamroll through his whole call. I'll be like, I got this joke. I'm not. Yeah. I don't care about this. It, uh, it could be That's, tough to do. I mean, he's he's serious up there with his uh, with his calls. You know, so he's got a if, career on if, the line. If, if there's action happening, you know, yeah. I I know to I know to no, that's good. I know to step back a sec. So let's get a little bio on Caleb Jones. You how did you college baseball? Yeah, let's see. Where did you play a little ball, and then you're, how did you get to the pickles? I did. So I did play a little ball. I started out at a junior college in Ontario, Oregon. Okay, you guys yeah. ever you been there? What is, no. Abs- yeah, absolute, there. just where dunk, in the state dinky is little it? city, right on the Oregon Idaho border. Yeah, it's oh, okay, past the Grand. Oh yeah, wow, tiny little city. Um, For, are you from Portland? No, no, no. I'm from Twin Falls, Idaho. Oh, so you're from Idaho. Yeah, so okay. I'm, uh, I'm a bit, you know, a bit away from home right now. Yeah. But, uh, so I was out there for two years and then uh, finished up since just a junior college and came out to Concordia up here in Portland. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a year, spent my junior year there. And then at the end of the year, I went to the uh, job fair, actually, saw the pickles. I was like, hey, I like, I like baseball. You know, why not? I like baseball. <laughs> you, know, study you like baseball? Be- yeah. I like baseball. Yeah, he loves baseball. S- studying, uh, studying to be a sports management guy. I was like, all right, let's, let's give it a shot. Uh, was sure. it just Alan Miller handing out flyers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on I, over. I, I think it might have been Kevin Herbst, actually. Oh, wow. So, uh, K yeah. Herbst. Fr- friendly face to see there. Yeah. And, uh, Having chugging contest. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if you want to work for us, you got to <laughs> be able drink. to pound yeah. 22 ounces <laughs> well, of IPA in less than five seconds. I mean, hey, well, that's that's why I ended up getting yeah. the job. So, yeah. Know, yeah. You, you know, I'm glad you, you, glad you got it. I did. You I passed. passed. I passed that test. Did you play ball at Concordia, or did you just do JUCO and then? I did. Yeah. Okay. So I played ball all four years. Uh huh. And so. What uh, level is Concordia? They are Division Two. Division Two. Recently, just went up to Division Two, actually. So. While you were there, they were. D2? Well, yeah. Well, I was my f- the first year I was there was actually their first year, uh, like permanently in. I mean, once you make the move, you have like a tr- two year transition period. Okay. And my first year was the first year outside of that transition period. So wow. we were full blow, can make the playoffs and everything. What uh? What kind of like name some colleges that you that you were competition? All right, we played uh, Western Oregon. They've okay, co- they have a couple yep. WCL guys out there. We played uh, Montana State Billings. We played Central Washington. Okay, uh, St. Martin. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. Teams right. like that. that okay, our, those are our conference teams. Yep. And what's the what's the playoff and like tournament for the D two baseball? How does that work? So for our conference, it was six team conference, and the top four teams go to a little double elimination tournament. Okay. Winner of that goes to a Western Regional, which is usually hosted by one of the big bad California schools, and then okay. the winner of those regionals uh, goes to the national tournament. So it's it's quite the process, but uh, yeah, it's uh, that's how it goes. So pretty so. much like the D one College World Series. Yeah, okay. yeah, very so similar. Same thing. Very similar. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And what'd you play? 
I was Pitch. a right-handed pitcher. Right-handed really? Pitcher. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's kind of nice to have you next to Judah. Then you get, you know, I feel like that's like probably one of the coolest positions to be able to talk about. So. Exactly. Yeah, and it's kind of cool to you know all the experiences I had, and now to sit back and watch it instead of you know kind of exp- you know live it and play it. It brings a different perspective to it, and it's actually uh, it's really fun. I'm actually loving it up there so far. So how often is Judah newbie right about the pitch call from? <laughs> He's like, oh, there's a sinker. Yeah, or it's like, there's what? A, uh, you know, it's cut fastball. Wow, knuckleball. It's like that's not what it was, Judah. It's 98 <laughs> miles per hour. Ephus uh, pitch. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's he's better than you think. He's not bad. He uh, usually we'll, when we like play a little guessing game, like try and guess what's coming. Both of us are way off. Okay. But when, we're, but when we actually see it and go, oh, you know, that was a curveball there. Yeah. We're like, all right, we're, we're we're pretty good on that. But if if we get guessing, then it's you know anything goes. Right. Because we did. <laughs> well, I did a game last season, and we talked about that beforehand. Where it's like, can you see a pitch come across the plate and know what kind of pitch it was? No, not very, not very well, not very accurately. I mean, unless it's a fastball. That's pretty easy. Yeah, <laughs> I think a curve you can identify. I think that's probably the easier one because the height differential. Yep. But yeah. then, like, there's like the stuff that comes in from the side, or like I don't know. The curves, curveballs, and sliders are pretty easy because you can see the massive movement there. Yeah. The ones that get us are the fastballs and changeups. Uh, right. I mean, some just looks like a fastball that missed and might have been a little slower. Sometimes we're like, okay, that's definitely a changeup. Yeah. That was convincingly slower. Well, there's no gun out there either. Exactly. Well, that, that I wish they would add that. I did too. And I really I actually, wish they would add it I, for next year. To, yeah. I think the fans would be super into that. That's exactly what I've said. I've thrown that out there a couple of times to the to the higher management. It I could like, be I, that. I mean, it's kind of that hard to, to no, set I up. I mean, a lot of the other teams in our conference got one. I don't see, I don't see why we couldn't. Yeah. I just think, like, as a fan, that connects me. I mean, I mean, A, it's just cool because you're just like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. you know. But it's interesting, I think, to see – where these guys are at because oh, yeah. it's not the pros so it's like all right well what is what is like the higher end exactly fastball here versus obviously like the yeah. pros and Absolutely. upper levels so yeah and uh i mean <laughs> being me being a former player i know from the player side you love knowing how fast you're throwing too <laughs> you well, love to throw a pitch and totally. kind of take a peek so and it would be like a tool for us to be like nine you know like we could right. like bounce it off and Absolutely. like you can amp it up when it's you know or like yeah. Got him with the, got him with the junk ball. You know, like I feel like that would, add, yeah. He's throwing junk and still getting them. Like yeah. I think that would be a cool add to the stadium. And that, so. I mean, it would help me and Judah up in the booth too. I mean, give us some more to talk about. Right. Like we were just talking about with trying to figure out which pitches are being thrown. I mean, if yeah. you know we see that it's seventy eight miles an hour and it kind of looked like a fastball, well, it was probably a changeup then. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think it'd be a helpful tool all around. We're doing it. We're getting one. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll write install a it myself. Let's just do what, it. Yeah, uh, let's, let's just do it ourselves. How fast can you throw, Caleb? Yeah, I was just gonna oh. ask. What was your high? Not very. Let me tell you that. Eighty-seven. Uh, not quite. Eighty, like more like eighty-four. Eighty-four. Eighty-three. Eighty-four. I was, I was, I was a junk guy. That's a Jamie Moyer. Jamie oh, yeah. Moyer fastball. Right what? There, so baby. name your pitches that you were able to throw on a consistent um, basis. I would do just your fastball, obviously, and then I had a little knuckle curve that I'd been throwing since I was a kid. All right, okay. so I think pitch. this is interesting for me. It's like, and I feel like a lot of honest. Okay, so just give a little like one sentence bio. What does a knuckle curve do? What's it going to look like to somebody watching a knuckle curve? All right, so it's pretty much just a type of curveball, but you just kind of curl your finger there, and then you really just kind of let it just pull it down like a lampshade or like a lamp. Okay. Uh, you know, and you pull it down like that, and so basically it just comes out spinning and it just kind of drops straight down. And the knuckle part gives it a little the side to side. The knuckle's kind of more just grip. Okay. And more just kind of help you really you really spin it off the your middle finger. But and your it thumb spins. Anyways. It's not like a knuckleball. You're not gonna see the laces. Or no, it's like it's that. gonna it's be spinning. Out okay. Of, all right. Out of the hand, all right. Yeah. So the fastball, knuckle curve. What's next? And then circle changeup was the big one. I love throwing the circle changeup. All right. Now, what's that like? That one is gonna 
try to yeah. yep, you're gonna try and throw it like that and almost just kind of let it roll off your uh, pinky finger and your ring finger there. Okay. And just kind of let it. It's gonna try to come out as a fastball and then just slowly kind of die off and kind of dive uh, down and into a right-handed hitter. And what do you think that would come out at? That pitch would probably be a good a good change would be like eight to ten miles an hour slower than your fastball. So mine would have been usually like seventy four, seventy three, seventy two, right in that area. Okay. So, yeah, mid to low seventies. All right. And is that and so? The, what is that? A those four? are the big three. Yeah. Those are the big three. Yeah. Tell us quickly what's the difference between a four seam and a two seam fastball, and did you throw which one? Did you throw? Um, I went mostly four seam, and the biggest thing between the two is just trying to get movement on the pitches. I mean, if it's a two seam, you you want it to kind of run a certain way. Four seams kind of just grip the laces and throw it as hard as you can. And sometimes you can get a four seam to move, just depending on like pressure points on your fingers when you release it. But I mean, mostly four seams going to just be your straight fastball, and two seams could be a little slower, but have a little more movement to it. Okay. Man, that's cool. This is real actually, baseball-y. I just, real I'm just like never, but this is interesting because I feel yeah, like it is. I don't, I, like I didn't it. know any of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. cool. That's go. why he's the color guy, and we're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny Jag that they're like, they might, the yeah, they were thinking about <laughs> us about trying to dogs. do it, and I was just like, dude, it would just be jokes. It would be no baseball. Yeah, yeah, but, but, and I, it would actually be kind of fun to do it because you, you probably because it's a broadcast, we probably could have a little, actually, oddly, a little more leeway to do jokes on Facebook Live versus. Yeah. In well, the, when we did the game last year, there was a lot of there was a lot of goofing off. Yeah. But it was Honestly. it was fun. This, so, this year, you guys have had the umps kind of on your butt a little bit too. Which, yeah. Man. Most, mostly me. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. I love it though. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, no one no one else is doing what we're doing out there at Walker no. Stadium. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. No other West Coast League team. Right. Is quite bringing it like. The Brian Time Boys. The Brian Time Boys coming in. We have a good time. So you got hired, and what what was your official title when you got hired? Because I, I heard through the grapevine you didn't necessarily expect to be doing color commentary no, when so, you came on. So, yeah, this is actually my second summer with the Pickles. That's what I thought. Um, obviously, when I went to that fair and got the job that first time, I was just an intern, did the internship, mm-hmm. had a blast. And then graduated this year and kind of thought, man, like, I don't really want to dive right into a job yet, you know? I mean, I'm still young. I want to kind of just relax for a bit. And so I, me and uh, the GM, Ross Campbell, have actually become pretty good friends. So I just talked to him. I was like, hey, man, I'd love to come work again for the summer, kind of buy me some time to find a job. And he's like, absolutely, yeah. He's like, probably the best I can do for you is just have you be an intern again, but we'll kind of have you just have a more of a hand in things. And I was like, okay. And so uh, first game of the year, the broadcast guy they had hired, didn't show up, so Ross sends me up there to quickly kind of learn it, and we piece it together for that one game. Second game, they end up firing that guy <laughs> right before the game. So we never yeah, even met that dude. Exactly. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so uh, yeah. Ross sends me up there again, and I learn it, and it was definitely kind of a work in progress that first week. I'd never really done anything like that, just even like from that techn- technological side of sure. uh, anything like that. Yeah, and yeah. So I had was learning on the fly a lot, learned a ton in about a week or two, and then next thing I know, I was running some camera, and uh, it's kind of funny how I actually got to throw the mic on with Judah, too, because, so Judah was showing up late to a game, I think he was having car troubles or something, so he's like, hey, just hop on, like, take care of the- Car troubles, quote, unquote, we know what Judah does, <laughs> right. too. Take, uh, take care of the first inning or so, I shouldn't be too late, I was like, alright, you know, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Do that, he comes back, lets me leave it on, and we kind of do that one game together, and then- Kind of as we went on, I just kind of kept grabbing it and the going. The fans just went nuts, you know, from that one game. Yeah, they must have. The outcry from the uh, <laughs> Pickle Nation. It's tough like, to beat, man. More Caleb. More Caleb. Yeah, dude. Hey. 
I'm, that's uh, awesome. And now you're full time. Yeah. And so after a while, Judah's just like, hey, if you can run that camera and talk at the same time, like, let's do it. I love having you up there with me. And it's uh, we've made it work. I, I love working up there next to him. And two of us, uh, two of us, you know, we survive up there and it's been fun. That's awesome. It's really cool. Is that something you think you'd want to do? Or the more I do it, yeah, I actually yeah. really do. Uh, it's kind of interesting doing like radio or broadcast like that, is you're not really talking directly to someone. You're talking just kind of to a group, and you're not obviously standing up in front of someone doing it. So it's easy to kind of find that comfort level too, which I really enjoy. Like I could not do what you guys do, is sit there and have a bunch of people hearing my voice over loudspeakers like that. That's just yeah, a- I tried to trade with you when I <laughs> I say I was not about Alan to be able to like, do yeah, that. Yeah, send Caleb down here. He can do your job, and he looks at me like. Yeah. Never a million years. I was just like, oh man. But no, I mean, I'm creating a comfort level up there with it, and I actually really enjoy it. That's so awesome. Your degree's in sports management? It is, yep. And do you know what you want to do outside of this, or just going to try to hang on with the pickles um, for another summer? I, I, I mean, I'd love to, yeah. Um, I've always kind of wanted to be like a high school or college athletic director, though, or at least like work in the sports department for a school or something like that. Just, you know, all the years of playing college and high school sports and how much, you know, the athletic director's there and like how much just sports and school did for me. I think it'd be really cool to kind of give back to that by working in some sort of front office for a school or something like that. That's kind of what I'll be my, been my long-term goal for a while. So Sweet, dude. Yeah. That does sound good. That's Should we do awesome. a little rapid fire to end this off? Go nuts. Oh. Uh, favorite baseball player? Uh, ever or right now? Uh, let's do both. Ever, probably Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Right now, uh, I'm going to have to go with my man Joey Votto. All right. Favorite baseball movie? Uh, Sandlot. Base- what's your team? Who's your baseball team? The Cincinnati Reds. Why is Cincinnati Reds? <laughs> uh, I kind of just, well, being from Idaho, you don't have to really have any loyalty to your city, so sure. you kind of can branch out a little bit. But no, my dad was a huge Reds fan, so I kind of just grew up into it. I mean, me and him would... I grew up watching sports with my dad, so I kind of just clinged on to any team he liked. So, uh, well, so did your Ken Griffey Jr. fave become come from stem from when that. he was okay? Absolutely, he was on the yeah. Reds. Okay, yeah. cool. The lost years. The, yeah. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> the lost years. Uh, Pete Rose in or out? In. Hall of Fame in hundred okay. percent. Okay, and defend your in controversial. Ooh, I know it is, but uh, I mean. I do agree with the thing. If if you're going to keep the steroids guys out, then you should probably keep him out as well. Because yeah. it's just on the basis of cheating. You know, he cheated. But he also, I mean, it's not like he betted against the team. He bet on him to win, but clearly it was a rule that shouldn't have been done, so I don't think he should have. But, I mean, a guy I that... I put him in as a player, keep him out as a manager. Yeah. That's not, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, like just put a big asterisk right in the middle of his forehead <laughs> on his plaque and just be like, dude, okay, you messed up, but come <laughs> yeah. on, come in and you know? The thing about the Hall of Fame is, like, they're all dirtbags. <laughs> Yeah. For like, real, dude. You don't think those guys way back in the day <laughs> were juicing or doing some weird it's stuff? True. Going out to the barn bags. and drinking, you know, goat urine to like. Mickey Mantle jack- was on the, uh, yeah, like the I mean, tonic that his doctor gave him. Right, where he's like, like getting injections of speed in his ass uh, once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. Drinking Coca Cola, which used to have real cocaine. You don't think that affected, you know? You just, <laughs> I'm ready to go, baby. And you just do a little Coke commercial mid, mid game. Here we I'm go. I'm not good. Uh, I, I mean, like Coca Cola. Yeah, I mean, come on. So, all right. Well, that was Caleb Jones, everybody. Thanks you can hear out. him uh, for the rest of the season on the Facebook Live, which happens uh, every – you just do the home games, obviously. Just home games, yep. yep. But every home game, so I think there's like six or seven left, uh, you can hear Caleb and Judah yep. rocking rocking out there yep. at the walk. Also, if you miss any games, I do uh, post-game write-ups right after the games too. Throw them up on the website, so give you a oh, quick great. little rundown of what happened if Perfect. you do miss the games. So hop in on those if, uh, oh, I didn't know if you, you miss. That. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, That's a great ad for the fans. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Caleb Jones. Thanks, Absolutely, bud. guys. Thanks for Thanks, having man. me. This yeah. is a blast. Go Pickles.
for pickles. Welcome, everybody, to Inside Inside Baseball. We are talking. I, I kind of did the half. The baseball? Shock, uh, We're talking about Jeremiah's trip to Cooperstown. He yeah. was He was in Cooperstown on the day of the last recording, so now he's back. And, uh, yeah, just give us your overall thoughts first. So how was it? It was great. It was really fun. I got to do uh, – I got to see two single-A short season – games oh. so like same level as the hillsborough hops okay what was the who are they what one are the of teams? them was the tri-city valley cats which is the houston astros single a short season in the it's called the new york pen league so new york pen league and that is uh there's the where was that in the city or, or where was that this was in troy troy okay so, so troy schenectady and albany are considered the Tri-Cities of upstate New York. Okay. And Troy is where Uncle Sam is from. Google that. That's an interesting story. Okay. Uh, and there's also the um, like Hudson Valley Community College is in Troy. Okay. So went over to Troy, watched the game there. They played the Lowell Spinners, which is the Mass. Boston, Massachusetts, uh, Boston yeah. Red Sox uh, single-A short season team. Cool. Who were, who were in first place. The Valley Cats were in last place. Pretty much how that game panned out. Okay. But it was it was also miserably hot, like high 90s with 80% humidity. Just well, miserable. You got a hat, didn't you? Miserable. Yeah, I got That's a Valley the Cats the hat. Lion, the lion, it kind of looks like a lion. Yeah, it's kind of like a cartoony, cartoony lion, lion VC yeah. Valley Cats. Yeah, yeah, nice. So I like that, and I, I like their stadium a lot. It was pretty fun, and I... I gave a lot of I met like their on field team there and gave them some pickle stickers and stuff and had a good time. I was trying to finagle my way onto the field, but it didn't didn't pan out. You okay. know, maybe if I'd sent an email or something yeah. ahead of time, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. The people were nice, and then uh, that was the first day I was there. That was Friday night. Saturday went to Cooperstown, just kind of got my feet wet. There was a lot of like autograph signings. That was where like I met Daryl Strawberry. I met uh, Goose Gossage, Raleigh Fingers. Uh, it was like Lou Pinella, Tommy Lasorda, a bunch of people, uh, just kind of hanging out on this on the street. And you like pay money, and you could get autographs with them or whatever. I yeah. took a couple selfies, and that was about the extent of it. Uh, but and then I got into the hall and got my membership because I knew it was going to be really busy on Sunday the next day. Mm -hmm. So um, just kind of like got a feel for it, which it's. Cooperstown's a very small place. It's like the size. It's like it's a village. So like think it's of really like Multnomah Village. Like there's a main street. Yeah. And that's it. I mean that's. And then the museum. And the museum. And the museum's on, on Main Street. Yeah. The museum is the where they do the induction. Is that a separate field? Yeah, that's like on not attached to the museum. Double Day Field. Yeah. Okay. Which is like a mile away. Okay. So that's the whole Abner Double Day invented baseball myth. Um, yeah. Which is. Interesting and funny all by itself where someone wanted to make a baseball hall of fame and then basically this lie had come out that Abner Doubleday invented baseball in a field in Cooperstown. Mm -hmm. It's not true. Not true at all. But they built they built the museum and everything there anyways. And they called it Doubleday Field. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, so just like most of American history, it's all based on lies. Yeah. And that was fine. So then Saturday, yeah, I went back to Albany, 
Did a couple uh, sets at the Albany Funny Bone. Yep. Shout out to Monroe Martin, who let me jump on his show. It was very good. And um, Reggie Conquest just got new faces in Montreal, so it was really cool to work with those guys. Sweet. And had some friends come over from Jersey, and we went and ate some disco fries, which is basically like, uh, it's basically New York's version of poutine. Oh, okay. So it's like brown gravy, French fries, and then shredded cheese. All right. It's good. It's disco, disco fries. Disco fries are good. Okay. Yeah. The place we went to didn't have the best disco fries. They were like almost like JoJo's instead of just straight fries. French fries. A little too much. But yeah. we still had a good time. And then Sunday, yeah, Sunday was like the big day that we that I spent at Cooperstown. Sure. So because I was a member... Signed up for a year membership. You can go You can go in and out as many times as you want in the year, right? Yep. And I was like, well, I know I'm going to go in and out at least a couple times over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got early access to the hall at 8 a.m. Uh, when they, everybody else had to wait till 9. So got there at 8 a.m., like 8.30-ish after. So I woke up at 7. And I was staying in Albany, so it's like an hour, hour and 15 away. Okay. Which I got that drive down by heart. Um, but <laughs> There you go. Got there at like eight thirty and just went into the hall and like it's a small place like you think it's like a like a compound, you know like this is like baseball's like museum. Sure, it's not a it's not a very big place. The building itself looks like an old like farmhouse. Oh, that's kind of cool though. It is. It's really cool and it's like very old and like really neat. And yeah, you sent me pictures of all those all the plaques. Yeah, like you went through all the plaques and saw all the. I did, and I was like, I showed. I was with my uh, boss at work today, and he was like, he. I was when I took them all after I was done. I was kind of like, who's gonna want to look at these? Like, it's just plaques, you know. And he looked through every single one of them. Was like, oh man, that gives me chills, you know. And he, and it's like the other thing we talked about was how cool would it be to send you or Randall or him through there and see who they take pictures of. Yeah. Because it was just, those are the people, I mean, there's a thousand plaques, and I probably took 30 pictures sure, of the like, guys that mattered to me as a kid or whatever, right? Yeah. And then, like, Mantle and Ruth and, you know, like, Honus ones. Wagner. Yeah. But then, you know, I mean, like, Andre Dawson and Wade Boggs and, you know, like, just random stuff. Yeah. And that was the cool thing about the museum was the stuff upstairs. So then there's three stories. So the, the two stories above are museum. And the stuff that really got to me was, like, people's personal effects like ty cobb's smoking pipe is in there you know like just like people's stuff where it's like you know i mean uh, there's a whole wing about babe ruth right and it's like it's literally larger than life ruthian right i mean they yeah. coined a term right about him and then you go in there and there's just like his stuff you know like he's this just was, a dude man yeah he's these, just a you dude. know and then the fact that he was so huge at the time that they'd put his name on anything. Yeah. Where it's like Babe Ruth underwear and like they have the packaging and that kind of stuff, you know, and it's just like uh, just surreal to look at. And then they did like a trip to Japan and I want to say the like late 20s, early 30s. And he was like the headliner of that. And like they went over and played baseball. And okay. so there's all these like Babe Ruth like drawings, but with like all kinds of Japanese characters around. Oh, him. sick. It was really cool. Um, and then. Yeah, I mean, the guys who went into the hall were Mike Mussina, uh, Lee Smith, pitcher for the Cubs back in the day, uh, or yeah, and then Harold Baines from the White Sox, uh, Mariano Rivera, and then uh, Edgar Martinez and Holiday, who's white. Holiday, yes, yeah. Sorry, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, so 
there was a ton of Yankee fans. Just a ton. I mean, you're in New York. They're already there. Musina pitched nine years for the Yankees. Mariano only pitched for the Yankees. Yeah. So people were like out. Like rats, right? And I hate the <laughs> like Yankees. pizza rats. Yeah. We'll get to those guys. But uh, it was they were okay. They were okay. There was one situation where there was this big, like, display. Like, a, like an interactive TV kind of thing. And there was all these different things from the history of baseball, like mostly modern stuff. And you could go up and you could just touch, like, hey, the, I want to watch this video. One of them was, like, King Felix's uh, no-hitter. Yeah. yeah. So, And one of them was um, even the Jim Joyce thing was on there, the Galarraga thing. That's funny to right? me that that was on there. But, um, um, and then one of them was Derek Jeter's flip play where he got Jeremy Giambi out at home, yeah. right, in the playoffs. Yep. And I'm st- I am stood there for probably five minutes, and every Yankee fan that walked up was like, hey, hey, Jeter, watch this Jeter play. <laughs> and, like, the seventh guy who did it, I was like, hey, you know, we've already watched that six times. Like, maybe let somebody else pick a channel. And he's like, oh, you must be a Mariner fan. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, maybe you've been standing here too long. He was, like, kind of starting to, like, like he wanted to get into it or whatever. And I was just like. Classic Yankees. It was so dumb. It was just like, we've all, you've seen it. You've seen the play. And if you've stood here for three minutes, we've we've literally watched it seven times. And I was like, am I going to get in a fight in the Hall of Fame? Please don't. But yeah. Please I let, don't. I let it slide. But. Um, yeah, that was the only, that was like the only interaction. Every other interaction I had with Yankee fans, uh, were, they were super nice. Cool. And then, yeah, we walked, uh, met a bunch of Mariner fans, walked to Doubleday Field because it was like the line, they, they will school bus you there mm-hmm. a mile away, but the line to get on the bus is over a mile long. <laughs> so it's like, let's just walk to right. there. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I ran into the, the MLB Cathedral's guy, yep. which is completely random, a guy that I already follow on Twitter. Uh, like, I never met him before. I'm looking for a place to sit in the grass, and I sit down next to a guy who has a Mariner hat on. I have my Kingdom shirt on, and we just start BSing. And then he's like, oh, do you mess with Twitter? And I tell him about Brian time, and right. he's like, oh, yeah, uh, this is my Twitter account. And so I'm like, oh, I already follow you. I already know who you are. And he's a guy from who was born here. Grew up in Seattle and now lives in Savannah, and had like driven up by himself. Kind of same kind of thing was just on a pilgrimage. Cool. And so we just hung out like for the whole ceremony and like made fun of people. Nice. And it was like we just became fast friends. Yeah. You know. Awesome. You know how that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. And then yeah, back Monday drove to Staten Island. Staten Island Yankees played as the Staten Island Pizza Rats. Such a sick yeah. turnaround. Yeah, the seven games you said they do that for seven games yeah. in the season. So just like the, you know, they do the Copa de Diversion right. here, yeah. and you know, like different teams. Uh, well, the lollygaggers thing that we talked about earlier. Yep. Same kind of deal. So they do the pizza rats. Sometimes the pickles would do the Mavs. Right. Yeah. And so it was really fun. Uh, they they started at eleven a.m. It was also miserably hot, but that stadium where the Staten Island Yankees play opens. The outfield fence just beyond that is the harbor, and so it's like Statue of Liberty, New York skyline is like the backdrop, is like the batter's eye. Very cool stadium, very cool, worth a you know, and just the fact that it's just a single A team playing there, it's just yeah. like it was super cool. So cool, the Pizza man. Rats were fun. They were also in last place, and the team that they played was in first place. Who'd they play? They played the Aberdeen Ironbirds. Aberdeen, what? New York. 
Okay. Do you know who they represented? I don't. Huh. All right. We'll have to look it up. Brian yeah. Time fans, look up who Aberdeen Ironbirds. Well, do they have a sick logo? Ironbirds? That's kind of a pretty uh, metal name, dude. Yeah. It was like, well, it's like uh, airplanes. Oh, okay. Like Sweet. that kind of Ironbirds. All right. Well, that's dope, dude. I'm glad you had a good time. All the photos you sent me seemed like it was a blast. And yeah. it's cool when you can mix something cool like that, plus a little stand-up, plus like you had a full trip. You got yeah. sports. You got the you got uh, nostalgia, yeah. memories. Did some stand up. Like that's a great Went to weekend. Schenectady and played some dice at the casino. One fifty bucks. There you go. Saw I, some family. Had a cigar. Had a yeah. cigar. Met up. Did you meet? Did you end up going meeting up with Wilford? No. 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 I could have, because I got stuck at JFK for like three hours. Oh yeah. Because of the storm. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. Overall, good trip. It was a really good trip. Perfect. Definitely man. worth it. Uh, I'd like to go back. Yeah, uh, maybe not during induction weekend. Just to see, and just yeah. hang out. I bought a baseballism shirt while I was there, which is hilarious. The Portland company, right? But how smart are they? Like, let's let's get a storefront in downtown Cooperstown. Yeah, dude. I mean, I wonder how often those come available. You know, probably not. Oh, right. Yeah, but that's dope. It was very cool. Very cool, man. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So one of the things I saw was. This uh, there's a sign about clubs. Do you ever wonder why baseball teams are called clubs? I do. Why? In the 19th century, amateur baseball teams were clubs. They held meetings at a clubhouse, charged membership dues, and threw parties. Club members were friends who shared common interests, like playing baseball. baseball. So you actually had to be a member of the club. And then the next sign next to that was rules of the knickerbocker baseball club that were adopted on september 23rd in 1845 yeah this is when baseball was more of like it was still a two words baseball. right but I also mean, it, it was, was like a lot of little towns just had a baseball team yeah a club a club yeah exactly yeah. but it's yeah it wasn't like you know i actually walked by the park in there uh these dudes i've seen them play before they play in the hispanic league so it's just like a bunch of hispanic adults they have their own teams but that kind of reminded me. I was like, yeah, dude, these are just, like, guys. Like, they just still want to play ball. It's not affiliated with, like, a work thing. It's just, like, you know, they call it the Hispanic League. And, I don't know, it was cool. But it's, like, actual baseball. I don't feel like you see a lot of adult teams now. You only see, like, softball teams because it's like, yeah, we're going to drink right. beer. And anybody can underhand, you know, like. But these were guys were, like, you know, it was a full one. It was a real baseball team. And I saw this dude mash one into someone's backyard. Cause it's just in uh, Irving Park, and so he just okay. crushed it. And like the dude ran up the hill and just came back and was like, "No, nope, it's gone." So you can't play now. Yeah, where's the ball, dude? The Aberdeen Ironbirds are the Baltimore Orioles. Oh. Short season. There you go. They, so what are some of these rules? All right, so it's a long list, but I'll try to hit highlight some highlights. a few. Um, a lot of it is just about when we're going to show up and what time we're going to exercise. It Tough. feels like. So the first rule of the Knickerbockers baseball club is members must strictly observe the time agreed upon for exercise and be punctual in their attendance. So you got to show up. You got to show up on time. Club rules, dude. Show up. <laughs> 2D is when assembled for exercise, the president or in his absence, the vice president shall appoint an umpire who shall keep the game in a book provided for that purpose and note all violations of the bylaws and rules during the time of exercise. Sounds like a real fun club. It is. With it is, all these rules. 
The presiding officer shall designate two members as captains who shall receive and make the match to be played, observing the same time that the players put opposite to each other should be as nearly equal as possible. The choice of sides to be then tossed for and the first in hand to be decided in like manner. Dude, I just failed yeah, I don't English know what, 101 after I don't know what any that of that sentence, meant. bro. I have no idea. But that's how people used to talk There's back then. There's a presiding officer. It was explicit language that is like almost too precise because then it bogs down the mind. The bases shall be from home to second base, 42 paces from first to third, 42 paces they don't have, equidistant. They don't have rules. They don't have measuring tape. We're just going paces. Paces, dude. You better, it's some, like a duel. Some fields, if a guy wears a size 8, it's different than if a guy wears a size 13, you know? So this one, I don't know what this means, but I like it. No stump match shall be played on a regular day of exercise. So if we're just here to hang out, no stump matches. Yeah. I don't know what a stump match is. Maybe it's a day-night day doubleheader. Oh, maybe. Cool. If there should not be a sufficient number of members of the club present at the time agreed upon, to commence exercise, gentlemen not members may be chosen in to make up the match, which shall not be broken up to take in members that may be afterwards appear. But in all cases, members shall have the preference when present at the making of a match. So that's just saying if, there, if we don't have enough guys to play, you can take guys off the street. But if, there, if a guy who is in the club shows up, you got to let him play. Okay. That's all I needed to say there. Really? It's, these rules are too much for me. They were the knickerbockers, Jake. Well, I mean, they sound like boring guys who would wear knickerbockers, man. They don't sound fun. Sounds like a boring team. 1845, I mean, what else did you have going on? Polio. <laughs> it, was either, it was either baseball or polio. Baseball or polio, baby. That was it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they, they cured it. <laughs> Both polio and the boring way that we used to write out instructions because even though the MLB, I guess we, yeah, this is in like 30 years the, or like a hundred years, they'll be like, Oh God, why do they write rules like this? The ball must be pitched and not thrown. Hey, there we go for the bat. That's a good button. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh inside, inside baseball with Cooperstown and old boring rules. Sorry. Didn't mean to bore you. I just thought it would be fun. It is fun, but it's like, it's that's inherently boring. You can't write like that and not be bored. This is yeah, why you kind of need to read. You like you almost need to read it in like the ball must be pitched. Yeah, I feel a ball like, knocked out of the field or outside the range of the first or third base is foul. That's how they talked. Yeah, well, you, you can't read it like instructions. You had to have that kind of pepper to it. You got to be sounding like you were almost gonna sell a newspaper. Three balls being struck at and missed, and the last one caught in hand is an out. There, see. I should have gone mid-Atlantic the whole time. That's where you up. I did. I fudged, fudged up. up. In my newsy voice. In my newsy. I don't care. I don't it's care. fine. It's fine, guys. You know? Come on. We're comics. All right. Well, that was Inside Inside Baseball with the fudging up knickerbockers. Now I'm just doubling down. Go Pickles. Go Knickerbockers. There you go. See, wow. You got a good one. Winning out the bottom of the seventh inning. Pizza Rats left fielder, number 64, Matt Peter. The 
That is another episode of Brine Time. Punched it out. In the bag. Ring them up. Ring them up. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I'm glad I learned a lot. And I, I'm glad I learned... to be back. I'm glad to be back. You're I back. missed you guys. You're back in the saddle, baby. I did. We missed you. Listen to that episode. You and that dirty bugger, Joe Simon, sitting Simons. in my he's, chair. He's very clean and very muscular, actually. No offense. Yeah, that was kind of... Yeah, it was weird that I said no offense. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Okay, this has uh, been Brian Time. You can find Brian Time on social media. Now I quit! All right, we're both quitting. We're both done. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter at BrianTime underscore pod. You can email us at BrianTime503 at gmail.com. Find us on the Portland Pickles website as well as the xrayfm.pod website. Yeah. Um, Shout out to all the people that are reaching out. We we had people that yep. found us because of Rob Nyer yep. tweeting about us. Totally. And the word so, continues to spread. Shout out to all the people that give us ideas. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Nathan Courtney, my, my best friend for my whole damn life, who told me to watch Mr. Baseball for uh, Mitflix, Mitflix a couple weeks ago. Uh, Forgot to mention that. Thank you, Nathan. We yeah. appreciate you. Caleb, thanks for jumping on. Yeah. Caleb Jones. Thanks to Randall, Cranable Studios, Studios, X-Ray FM, Dusty Fox, Marimba Mike, Johnny Peso. It's a lot of people that are this little brine time community. Make it all possible. It takes a village. It takes a village. Like a Cooperstown village. Like a Cooperstown village. Like a Hall of Fame village. That's been Brian Time. Hey, everybody. Hey. Brian Time's over. Brian Time is over. Get your Brian Time here. Get your Brian Time. I don't know what that is, a clown yeah. accent. It's <laughs> not a transatlantic. You sort of sounded, yeah. like sound like the It Clown's son, slow cousin or something like that. Hey, it's Brian it's Time. Brian time. Oh. I only got one balloon, and it's blue. I'll kill you, Jackie. All right, that's it. We're weird. We're tired. Go baseball. Go pickles. We love you. We'll see we you at the games. Love you. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. This drops on a Wednesday. We'll be out there. We'll be cheering you guys up. Go out to the walk. 12 games left. Six of them at home. Have a good time. Enjoy the last month of your summer. Go pickles. Yeah. Uh, light the spark out at Lance Park. Cracking wooden bats, slapping, illuminate the dark. Popcorn, sunflower seeds, PDX and North Precious in the West Coast League. Yeah, Portland, never known to be fickle. Deep in Southeast, that's the home of the pickles. Brian Time, home of the pickles. Brian Time, Brian Time, that's the home of the pickles. Carnival Studios.